Let's get it started. Let's get it started. Welcome back to the first off, in my opinion, podcast. You know how we do. Tom Swoop. Tom Swoop. What's going on, my good people? It's your boy, Tom Swoop, and this is the First Off of My Opinion podcast. We are broadcasting from the heart of my basement this evening. I got some of my TikTok friends on here tonight. You know how we do it. Get real gangster and gully when we talk about this relationship stuff. So, yo, I want to bring them on. Give them a chance to introduce themselves. Hold on a second. Let me turn this music down a little bit much. I start getting hype. Want to start rapping. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. All right. So first off, we got B T T S podcast. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Good. How about you? Oh, they are. They being real conservative Republicans tonight. <laughs> we're, we're doing good. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> all right all right and then we got my girl clarissa how you doing clarissa how you doing tonight great okay all right we're gonna cover a few topics first off i'm gonna let you guys introduce clarissa go ahead and introduce yourself tell them your handle and everything like that real quick while i got you on the screen so look I'm gonna throw some topics up on the screen. We're gonna attack them randomly, okay? So the first one I wanted to get into is what are the three most important things in a relationship? So me and Clarissa, we're still out in the wilderness, and wilderness. yes, the wilderness <laughs> of the wilderness of dating. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh. So I, Clarissa, I'm gonna let you hit it first because you you said you've been married before. I have. Yeah. You're you're single now and you're dating or just a, I I see some. Go ahead, use your words. Complicated situation now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so what, I think like, honestly today I think uh, a partner who is self aware is going to be a huge thing for me. Someone who can effectively communicate. And someone who like is willing to, you know, be part of a family because I do have a daughter. So it's it's going to be someone who's able to kind of acclimate to to being a stepdad. And you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. all of I feel you for me. I'm a piggyback on what you just said. Just put it like that. <laughs> I'm a piggyback on what you just said. Now, let's get BTT. Is it BTTS? Yeah, yeah, BTTS. BTTS. Let me get y'all's take on that. Y'all, y'all already at the finish line. Y'all ain't in the wilderness no more. Y'all been co-coupled for 13 years. Now you tell us how to get this recipe and how does the secret sauce taste? I'll say for me, the the very first thing I would say is that effective communication. That, mm -hmm. that important. Number one. That's number one. If you can't uh communicate with your partner effectively. Or at all, period. It's it's pretty much done. Now you know but, some you know something. I when you talk about communication, this is a blurred topic because I think people feel like there's a lot of people who feel like they're great communicators, but they're really not. And so right. I think it's one thing to to listen to understand versus mm -hmm. listening to respond. Exactly. Right. And, and so that's a, that's a huge takeaway. You have to listen to understand and not just listen to respond. You're not communicating at that point. If you're just listening to respond. Right. So 
so in your dynamic, who's the good listener and who's terrible? I'm terrible. <laughs> Me, right here. Wow. He's a good listener. I'm, I mean, I'm decent. I'm a good communicator, but he definitely listens more than I do. Yeah. I mean, I... To me, I've been a pretty good communicator for quite some time. Um, he had to help me out. Yeah, it's it, it's been a process, but you know, we're good. We're, we're good. We're good. Really? Okay. Yeah. Doesn't sound good. All right. So Clarissa, like, all right, being in the wilderness like we are, right? And it's a struggle. So you're dating. You start these relationships with people. Of course, everybody puts their representative out there first. Right. So what I've experienced is I'm communicating with this person who's trying to impress me. Mm. And then once she feels safe enough to be herself, now I have to meet a new, a new, a totally different person. You know what I'm saying? Once she take a shit in my bathroom, it's like, <laughs> I mean, we, we got to start over basically. And so now the communication, like, I'm like, were you a liar? Were you lying? I mean, so I guess I, for you being a single woman, do you see, so, so me, I try to be my authentic self from day one. Do you see yourself having to meet two people basically? Yes. Actually the, this last current relationship, I mean, our first, and it's funny because our first like debate slash argument was an interpretation of whether I was listening or not. And like his version of listening was a literal version of like hearing and my version of listening was like, I just misunderstood you. It became this whole thing, but it was, it, I mean, it goes to the point of effective communication. So it's like, you can communicate and you can listen, but if we're not speaking the same language, mm -hmm. I mean, we might as well not be speaking the same language, you know, like we're both speaking English, but <laughs> it was coming mm -hmm. off as something else. Now, now my married people, what's y'all's take on that? I mean, it, it really is a matter of understanding what communication really is. So like, if you're saying that you're listening to understand and process and he's listening just to hear, then it's a matter of breaking it down and saying, okay, but you can't just hear me. You have to understand what I'm saying and then give me some educated feedback or conversation or rebuttal and not just, I hear you, but this, 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 you know. Now, the one thing I've, I've, I've learned, you know, cause I'm 263 years old. <laughs> so the one thing I've learned on my quest of life is sometimes when somebody needs you to listen, it's listening without ever responding. It's, it's literally just absorbing the information with compassion and understanding. This isn't about to turn into a conversation. This isn't about right. to turn into feedback. This is literally me opening myself up so you can pour. But now, I think a part of that goes back into communication. And if that's what you need in that moment, sometimes you have to say that because for me, that's kind of how I am. I don't necessarily need you to give me an answer or respond. I just need it to vent and get that out. I don't need a, I don't need help with it. He likes to help. Exactly. <laughs> So sometimes you do, you just need, just hear me out and then let's just move on. And we don't necessarily have to have a conversation about it, but we have two different styles of communicating. Mine is typically venting and I don't need a problem solve. His might be venting and I also want your input on this. 
which I think is very common, um, the very common dynamic within relationships, because a lot of times women do like to vent and they're not looking for a fixer or a solver, which is something that really I just came into the know about recently with all this talk going back and forth on social media, how women are saying, hey, we don't want y'all to solve everything. We just want y'all to listen. And then you have the men on one side saying, well, you know, if if you have a problem, I'm the husband. I don't want you to, to experience this problem. Mm-hmm. I can't help you out of it. You know what I'm saying? So I think honestly with communication on that, I don't know how we can really change a lot of that since a lot of times for me, my, communicate yeah, you, you have to communicate it. You have to, like she just said, you have to let the person know in the beginning, hey, I don't need you to solve this. This isn't some puzzle or problem that I need you to solve. I just want you to just listen to me. But, you know, it's going to eat a lot of men alive, I think. It is because the thing is, you're not really prepared. So, like, even when I throw it back to Clarissa and I say, now, when you when you're talking to let's just call this man Delamonte. So (laughs) when you're when you're talking to Delamonte or like how Justina said, I say it right, Justina. Okay, when you when Justina said, like she started off by saying, Hey, I need to just vent. Is that like the jump off board or, or are you just like talking? And then next thing you know, Delamonte is like, Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like what's the disclaimer for the conversation, I guess. So I think it, I think it was just a matter of interpretation. It literally was like, I mean, and I'm thinking of just our example, we were literally just on a car drive. I'm thinking what I said, of what I heard him say was nothing like, it wasn't a big deal. Like it was like, oh, I just misunderstood you. And he was like, no, you don't listen. And I was like, (laughs) offended. Like I listened to you. I just may have misspoke like what you said. So it was just like, it wasn't even like a, hey, we need to talk about this type situation. It was more so of like, we then just started to realize like we are literally thinking different words and we kind of just, expanded on that because then we're like okay well let's really understand like you know because at that point i'm like we definitely communicate differently and we have to understand each other and it's like you know at a certain point you have to speak to somebody that's willing to understand that you're speaking a different language or in a different way and i think it's kind of hard for men or and women to kind of like see that men and women do talk differently like we do you know like they said for example we just want them to listen but for men you guys are fixers like that's like kind of how you guys are yeah grown to we're, be. we're 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 blunt objects you know what i'm saying so right. it's like we we it's literally a lot of men women, it's hard. so so a lot of men and you know you guys can attest to this their level of emotional intelligence isn't evolved to the point where they're having these aware conversations, but they understand black and white problem. Fix it. Me get hammer. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and it's, and it's like, but, but then you're, you're asking this guy to have this high level of emotional intelligence where he's supposed to be able to decipher, you know what I'm saying? What's all going on. And you know, with you guys being married for 7,000 years, I'm pretty sure that no, I'm serious. I, I'm pretty sure there are some some times where it's just been a total fail. Like we totally missed the ball on this communication, and it, it then blew up. It then turned into a situation that it never should have been. Never should have been. Right. And so that leads me right. into my next thing: adversity. Adversity. How much? Ad, so I'm, I'm gonna go back to Clarissa, but since I got you guys up now, 
how much adversity early on in y'all's relationship did you persevere versus giving up? Because I, I know personally, a lot of people give up on stuff they can work out. Yeah, of course. So how did you mess up at the, in the beginning? Because I feel like you have a story to tell, sir. <laughs> don't answer this question. Don't. He yeah. said don't. She just, listen. You, you, the she, are you talking about in the beginning of the marriage or the beginning of the relationship? The beginning of the relationship. Oh, the relationship. Yes. So because you can't get to the marriage without the beginning of the relationship. Listen, I understand this is probably going to lead to you on the couch tonight. <laughs> I don't get on the couch. Nah. <laughs> but nah, so in the beginning of the relationship, you know, um, we were talking. Everything's going fine. Um, I think I asked her, you know, what what does she see us as? Like, where, where are we going? What's what's your outlook on on us in a relationship and she was kind of confused didn't know how to answer that question and just based on i, I, I feel don't like know. you gotta give the whole background we were best friends before we dated and so it was a big deal jumping from this is my best friend to let's be in a relationship now because i don't want to lose my best friend I was now nervous. now justine now when that happened were you were you apprehensive because Cause you know, you don't, like you said, it's like, if we jump into this and it fail, we got to throw the whole relationship away. Right. I have lost my best friend and I've lost my boyfriend. So it wasn't something I was ready to jump in. Just, just dying head first into. Mm -hmm. And see my thinking was, was this, you know, I don't want to be any, in any kind of relationship or any kind of space to where I'm feeling confused. Right. So I exited. Cause I was like, I'm not, to, if, if you don't know where this is going, you know, I, I feel like I know where this is going. So I kind of exited stage left. If right? you don't think I'm that man, <laughs> if you don't think I'm that man, that's all I'm hearing right now. If I ain't that man, you need to let me go. What, listen, what Fantasia say, if you don't want me, then don't listen that. So you just bounce. You just was like, I'm good. Yeah, I, I got up out of there, you know, and, uh, you know, some some things transpired, you know, went and talked to some other people. And uh, that was a that was a tough situation, you know, and then we and I don't even know how we ended up. I don't, back I together. really don't. We just, just kind of slid back into, back into that thing and it just. Woo. And then from, <laughs> that said know. a lot right there. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we spent some time under wraps just nobody knew we were dating and it was just us and so we we took that time to kind of build us had a without, bunch of conversations yeah without outside influence and just just working on us before we made it official and went public with our relationship okay but it was a, that was a trying that was a trying time Ooh, i feel like it's a whole x-rated version that was a trying <laughs> trying time now Clarissa, back to you. You now you've went through this adversity in, you know, with Delamonte. And and I guess you've decided to throw the whole Delamonte away. No, not yet. No, but I am at a crossroads right now, you know, with a lot of self-discovery going on. Um, so we'll see. I mean, that's definitely up in the air. But I will say, normally, I mean, I'm a Taurus, so I am stubborn. I am But you also, when you locked in, you locked in. Yeah, so it's like if it's not my way, like it's that's it. So I, I mean, I've learned over time to learn to compromise. Um, 
I think, but now with this new self-discovery, like, I think there's definitely a fine line of accepting the things that I need in a relationship and whether my partner is willing, even if he's a complete opposite, because right now I've discovered we are complete opposites. Like it's, it's, it's what's his sign? What's his sign? Huh? What's his sign? It's not even about the sign. It's, it's our childhood trauma. I think that puts us at complete opposites. So it's our attachment styles. I'm an anxious attachment style. So I am like, I need zero space. I need you to be here <laughs> with me at all times. Why? And he's the opposite. Why aren't your shirt? Why isn't your shirt under our shirt and we're under it? <laughs> right. Why don't I feel you next to me? And he's the complete opposite. So the more I try to get close to him, he's like, yo, you're needy. And I'm like, <laughs> hold on, hold on. But what, what, what's his sign though? Real quick. Uh, he, uh, it's March 20th. I think is it Aries? Is it Aries? Yeah. Pis Pisces. Pisces. Um, we'll talk later about that. That's a whole nother. <laughs> You're going to need some crystals. Uh, you know, I am at a crossroads, I think, you know, to try to decide whether or not, but I think there has to be a compromise. There has to be a median. I have to learn to let go and I have to learn to allow for space and to allow for freedom, you know, that I, didn't see before the only thing the only thing about that though is your organic self has honest intentions like you it, it should be respected who you are like if you're clingy by nature it's hard to say okay all right stop being clingy you know what i'm saying right. now should he should it be some compromise like you know what i'm saying like okay babe we can wear the same shirt tonight you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying like there needs to be some compromise yeah. but the compromise i think though is like realistically him not texting me while he's at work like that's my compromise like okay because i mean his job physically he can't have his phone he works in the hospital so like physically he's this not possible but to me like that's my compromise but it's like during lunch break like you got your phone. So <laughs> like you need to be texting or calling or like, but that, but he doesn't have that compromise. He's like between this hour and this hour, I'm at work and that's it. Ooh, you know? So it's like, that's what I, I yeah, I was just about to go back to y'all because it's like, you know, from, from that's dating, <laughs> yeah. From dating to, you know, Mary there's, that's a road. That's a winding road. And so I'm pretty sure you guys have had, you know, y'all bumps and turns in the road. What would you tell Clarissa based upon the conversation we're having right now? Let's start with your question first. And then so my, today. <laughs> I guess my question is like I, the whole compromise situation, like you want compromise, but it sounds like his compromise sounds a little bit different from yours. I know from my experience, my whole, we were young when we started dating. We were what, like 21, something like that. So mm -hmm. we were in, we were both in college. We were really young. Um, but I had to throw everything that I thought about relationships and partially about myself out the window and just kind of start from scratch and rebuild something with him that worked for us and not necessarily what worked for me. I had to not saying that you are being selfish, but you have to let a part of it kind of go because if you're gonna build something with someone 
you're going to have to let some things go and he's going to have to let some things go so that you guys can come together and build that together. What what you look like by yourself and what he looks like by himself is different from what you guys look like together. Right. And so, so I, the, the one thing just to piggy just to piggyback on that is I don't like to deal in absolutes. Like, I wouldn't want him to say, I'm absolutely not modifying anything that I'm doing. And I wouldn't want you to say, I'm not absolutely whoops. You know what I'm saying? It's like a fork in the road for, I mean, no reason. Like, if two adults can come together and say, you know what? You do this and I do that. I'll do this and you do that. And then we, we do we do this. You know what I'm saying? Sort of like we can we can building something new and it and it sometimes looks different than what it looked like when you guys were separate. But it really I mean, I, I had to throw a lot of stuff out and just kind of start with something clean and, and rebuild that because what's the what's what, the, was, what did you throw what out that you what did you throw out that you knew you had to get rid of first? Um the major. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you say you say drug trafficking, I'm getting off the phone. <laughs> I'm getting off. I'm getting off this thing. If you be like, "Well, I had to give up my life as a criminal." No, I am. I grew up in a, a single parent household. I knew my dad. Dad was in my life, but I grew up with my mom and three brothers, and so my outlook on relationships is different than a lot of people's. Um, because I lean more towards my brothers than I did like my mom, like the female type situation. So you was a little bit more masculine. Yes. I am very independent and you're not going to tell me what to do. And I'm not doing this just because you want me to do it. What's your sign? (laughs) What's your sign, Justine? You a Gemini? I am. I'm I'm, I'm a log off. (laughs) Y'all, y'all can't. Y'all can finish, because uh, uh, yeah, 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 because that I don't know what we. What's your what's your sign, my guy? I'm a Sagittarius. Uh, and we're perfectly compatible. And no, 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 you not. That man is compromising everything in his spirit. Honestly, like, yes, you can take those, you know, because I was a big thing. My ex-husband was Gemini, and I will never, ever do it again. But oh. it takes it takes a person that like, you have to literally, on a daily basis, decide to love that person. So, like, yes, the horoscopes and, you know, people may have predicted and, you know, you may not be incompatible. But every day they wake up and they choose to be married and they choose to love each other. And I think that, like, no matter what you know, you have to, you kind of have to take each person as they are, not like judge as their sign, which like a lot of us do. And I'm guilty of it too. You know, like if a Gemini hops in my DM, like, nah, I'm not doing it. But you know, <laughs> there are people who can Mm-mm. handle it. No, like, you know, Get somebody else to do it. Uh-uh. Right? <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Like there are people who can handle it. There are people who, you know, who are compatible with, with that you, sign. And- but you know something, I'll, I'll even take that a step further. I personally believe, and you guys have probably heard this, I believe like people who really want to be wives are wives before they get married. And people who really want to be husbands are husbands before they get married. And so you your commitment to the relationship and the marriage is what comes paramount because you're going to fall in and out of love with the person. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like... I know I want to be a husband, you know what I'm saying, to this woman. So I don't know. It's that dynamic right there that leads me into my next 
topic. We don't do the number four because Clarissa, I just feel like you were going to have a crazy answer for this. How much time should couples spend together while dating? While Actual dating. Actual Are we time? talking like a weekly basis or like? <laughs> just period. Like you, you're dating, you know, like how much time would you ideally? Cause, cause you know, just listening to you tonight, it appears that you want this person to develop some form of a skin graph where you guys are together 179% of the time. So so on top of the fact that I have this anxious, you know, attachment where I need to be all the time, constant reassurance, constant time. My number one love language is quality time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I do feel like, you know, I require a lot, but I have learned over the years that like, I have to do that in a healthy way and a healthy balance. But if you were to ask me, do I want to see my boyfriend every weekend? A hundred percent. Would I see my boyfriend every day? A hundred percent. Is that realistic? Probably not, you know, but I would spend as much time as I can with that significant other, you know, if possible. I have a daughter too though. So like, and I do protect her. She hasn't met a man since she was three years old. So like, she literally does not know any male. You, you, you know something that's a, I just, I did a show. I did somebody else's show, um, maybe about a month and a half ago. And that came up and it was like dating with kids. And I think, so this is my thing. I think nobody wants their child to see a revolving door of men or women. I remember my daughter, like this, my daughter's 15. She like about two years ago, um, somebody was like, we were somewhere with family and my daughter had no filter, like literally no filter whatsoever. So we're somewhere with family and my, and she's like, well, what are you going to do when your dad, you know, settled down? She was like, my dad's never going to settle down. All the girls <laughs> like my dad, all the girls. And I'm like, little bastard shut up goodness like <laughs> and but then i got to thinking i was like man she's met a lot of girls you know what i'm saying she's met like a lot of girls and i'm like i felt bad but then i thought about i'm not saying you should be preparing like 107 de lamontes in front of your daughter but i think kids need to see you do something healthy so that they because remember you're setting the example so it's like if they see you not date but disappear, you know what I'm saying, or never meet the men that you actually think are nice guys, where's the example? Where's the example? Right. And I've learned that. So recently, like the last two people that I have seen, I haven't gone to the step of actually them meeting, but I have gone to the step of like, hey, just so you know, because she's out of the age, she's nine. She's like, mom, who are you talking to? And, you know, who's this and who's that? And I'm like, before, you know, mind your business. Don't worry about it. So now she's at an age where I have to explain to her, like, okay, listen, you know, I, you're not going to meet them yet. And, but this is, you know, maybe somebody that you may meet in the future. So, I mean, it is something that I do talk to her about. The thing is, I come from a month. My mom was married five times. So I have seen that revolving door. And I have learned. Like, hold on. You just don't say that and just keep going. Like, <laughs> hold on. Well, I mean, I say that to say that I've seen the opposite end of it where I did see these men in and out. 
But as a child with my father absent, you know, I had a father absent father as well. And then on top of that, the revolving door like that, my the perspective of a male in my life, they they, they come as and as quick as that they they leave. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I tried you know now I'm trying to balance it where it's like okay like I said I can explain it to her a little bit but at the same time I want her to focus on the relationship with her father as the father figure and the male figure in her life of like this is where you get your example of your father you know now now like go ahead go ahead go ahead rather than having the you know, the in and out. I Like I said, my mom was single. My parents got divorced when I was eight or separated when I was eight. But I only met three, maybe four of the men that my mom was dating. And they were serious boyfriends, not, you know, we're dating here and there type of deal. Um, and it, it made a difference. As a child, I didn't like any of them because y'all are my daddy. But <laughs> they were relatively healthy relationships. And that was the example. I think... I don't think there's anything wrong with introducing your kids to the person that you're dating if you are in somewhat of a serious relationship. I think the this month is Jimmy and four or five months from now it's Sam and six months later it's Chris is kind of it's too much and it puts your kids in danger, honestly. Yeah. Right. See, I'm old. Like I'm I'm four hundred and seventy two years old. So I'm from that era where when my mom was dating, oh, this is your Uncle Clarence. I'm like, Uncle Clarence? We got an Uncle Clarence. I'm looking at my brother like, we got an Uncle Clarence? <laughs> Uncle Clarence going to come over later and put something in the mailbox for your mama. <laughs> so, you know, that I, I that was how they did it back then, you know. So, cause, you know, I grew up in the 1800s, so. Let's go ahead. Let's skip to another topic. And this is one I want. This is a good one, right? Intimacy. The word intimacy has taken on sexual connotations. So let's start with the married people. What is intimacy to y'all? It's taken on sexual connotation. I feel like it was already. No, because because intimacy, you can you can be intimate without having sex. Yeah, I, I'm saying though, I, I felt like that was a part of it though. It, it's not. See, okay, so to, to me, intimacy obviously there is the sexual part of it, but it's just that closeness, you know, just that being able to have conversations with one another, you know, that you probably wouldn't have with anyone else. The understanding between one another, you know, just. You know, being able to go through the day and give slight touches that aren't sexualized, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The hugs, you know, the holding hands, just it's 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 other feelings in there, but it's it's and we know it's not just sexual, but it's like I just said, it's it's everything surrounding that. She looking at you right now. She look she looking at you like don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up at all. It's like we we put the kids to bed every night. Um, and then we crawl into the bed and we turn on one of our TV shows and we cuddle up and we watch our TV show until it's time for us to go to sleep. And, and that's our little, little slice of intimacy in the midst of parenting chaos. Now, when I, when I hear y'all say that, I I think to Clarissa automatically. And I'm like, I think that's what you crave. I think you're craving that intimacy without the intimacy. Like you, you craving that. And is that true? Or is that, you know, am I wrong? 
I think I think in my nature I do crave that closeness. Mm-hmm. I feel uh incomplete. Like I'm happy by myself and I'm so peaceful with me and my daughter because it's I don't have to worry about anybody else. But as a woman, I do crave that closeness. I do crave, you know, and I told myself all the time, like, I'm going to leave it to God and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, I I do want that. I do want, you know, I don't necessarily need somebody to take, you know, help me take care of my daughter or anything. But like, I mean, I think it's in our nature to to want to be with somebody else. Like, I mean, that's it's nobody wants to be alone. Nobody wants to die alone. You know, at the end of the day, I know my daughter's going to grow up in 10 years and leave me like, Listen, they, listen, everything, everything you saying, everything you saying, I am, I am co-signing period, because there is a narrative on social media right now that is basically, thank you. There is a huge narrative. Oh, you don't need nobody, girl, girl. You don't need You can do this by yourself. Girl. Lies. No. lies, lies and more lies. But I will say, I was listening and I saw your video around me, period. I don't, you don't even have to say nothing. I'll just, just come here, put an arm around me and hush and we're good. That's it. There's <laughs> nothing. Like it. There's that. It's a, it's a safety and a comfort and just a happiness that's there. Y'all lying. I need my man. Mm-mm. Go ahead, Clarissa. What was you going to say about what you going to say about one of my terrible videos? No, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I did see that one where you were talking about that narrative of like, you know, I can do this on my own. One, I think it's the fact that a lot of women aren't really, because I mean, let me be like, let me be real today. And this last week, I found out that childhood trauma is a real thing to me. I grew up, I can tell you until last week, I was like, you know, my dad wasn't home, but I was fine. I grew up fine. I grew up normal. And that's not true, but it's because I never really took accountability for like how my father being absent affected me. So Mm. it's, and on top of the fact of like me, I'm, you know, stubborn and like, you know, I, you come up with these coping mechanisms, but it's like breathing. Like we have no other choice, but to like, oh yes, we can be alone. And yes, we don't need these men and stuff like that. But it's because we haven't really faced the real issue of how we are behaving and like, how we literally subconsciously attract the wrong men. Like we attract the exact opposite of what we really need in our lives. And that's why all these relationships fail. So it's like, it really is. No one wants to hear that or talk about that. No one. They just want to blame the other person and say, I love how you just said that. We have to take accountability accountability for what we are attracting. That was perfect. I, I, I totally agree with you guys. And, and like Clarissa, you've been married before. So when you're dating and cause like we talked about this earlier when you're dating and you, you, cause I personally feel like once you've been married, there's a certain level of c- things, you know, commitment, um, compromise, communication, even if it's not the greatest marriage, you you learn those things. You you gonna have a crash course in those things off rip, and so when you start dating after marriage, it's like, you know, you dating all these people who like feel like they know everything because they've seen a video or they've watched a pot, listened to a podcast or they bought a book and and they they have no long term healthy relationship history and they're trying to educate you and you like you don't even understand this language, right? 
you've never ran this race. You've never seen this finish line, but you're trying to tell me what are you, what are you telling me? Cause it's like, it's not working. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I run into. And so, you know what? Nah, I ain't going to play that video yet. I ain't going to play that video yet. But so that's what I run into when I'm dating. I'm dating a lot of people who their accomplishments are supposed to mean they have experience. And that's not true. Like you can be the most accomplished academic person in the world, or you can make the most money in the world. But if you don't have healthy relationship history, you are a novice when it comes to relationship dynamics. 100%. And that's what I run into. Yeah. You know, I've been out here in these streets. Like I was married for 13 years. I've been out here in these, this wilderness now going on. It'll be 10 years in, um, in August. I'm going to pray for you. Listen, <laughs> pour the blood of Jesus down my back. <laughs> I, I, I want to come out these streets so bad. I'm, I'm to the point where I'm just desperate and I'm just going, the first girl who don't got a goat leg is coming home. Like it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'm just don't saying. You can't, you know, you know, you can't though. And that's, what's crazy. I feel like, you know, if you've been married before and then you're back in the dating game one, you're like, yo, what have I missed out here? But like you said, they just have no idea. Like they really, like there is literally like an invisible line that you cross over when you get married and that dynamic completely shifts. Like it is like, I don't even know what, what it is, but there's like complete jump from like when you're dating to when you're married that, you know, I feel like a lot of people who haven't been married, cause honestly, I feel like at this point in my life, like I try not to take it as a red flag because I was married young, but you know, at 33, it's like, you haven't even been close. Like if, if I'm dating somebody who's closer to their forties and they haven't been married, I'm like, mm, yeah, I take that as a red flag. Me, I do. I definitely do your entire life. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I meet like me being, you know, 375,000 years old, like if I meet somebody you know, that's like in they in they forties and like they, they've never been in a relationship longer than a year. They have never been married. You know what I'm saying? I, I look at them crazy. As you should. So <laughs> so sure. listen, so my married couple, what advice what advice would you give somebody who is single, who was married? Who is dating? Us. You said they they're single now. They were married and now they're dating. Yep. What advice for us? Basically us. Like you're you're gonna give us give us some advice right now. Throw your type out the window. That's good. That's good. This was not my type. Ooh, and she pointed. Just toss it out the window. That's good. That that is good. That is real good. Cause that's one thing I've I've done recently. Like I'm like, listen, Beyonce is married. She is not leaving her husband at any point of this conversation. So you need to do some things differently, sir. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that that is that is a major one. Yeah. Throwing throwing them out the window. Don't be afraid to look in that friend zone again. Not my type. That is a good one. Look, look in the friend zone, girl. You is that's two diamonds. 
<laughs> them is two. No, for real. Them, them. That's two diamonds right back. Give us another one. <laughs> Shit, this done turned into a seminar. <laughs> this done turned into a seminar. Let's go. No, those are those are really the main things. And just be open. Don't just don't turn away just because you know that's not what you're looking for. You will find love in the most unassuming place. Like just just be and allow whatever is coming to you to come to you. To piggyback off of that though. The being open part, <clears throat> I think a lot of the problem is when you're in a marriage for a long time, you when you if you get out of it or when you get out of it, whatever comes, you, you kind of close yourself off because you don't really want to take the time to get to know somebody else after you just spent all this time learning this person, going through a marriage, and then it ended. I think that part of your brain that just clicks off when you step back out. You're gonna have to turn that back on again. You're gonna have to open yourself up, just like she said, and not be stuck in that place of oh, that dread. I think you have to allow yourself to grieve the death of that relationship as well. That I mean, that Ooh. relationship literally died. Child. You to grieve it. Like you have to allow that grieving process to happen so that you can work through it, deal with you. And that the emotional scar and that cause, no matter whose quote unquote fault it was that that marriage ended, and just allow that grieving process to fully process and clear out and then make way for something else to come through. But I think a lot of times we're so quick, even if it's just a long term relationship, not even mm -hmm. just a marriage, you've ended something that was a part of your life and it has died and it is no longer a part of your life. And we just want to, you know, sweep it away. And you can't do that. You have to deal with what that has left you with, the scars, the happiness, all of it. And you've got to work through it in order to be ready for the next thing. Otherwise, you're going to miss it. You're going to be so wrapped up in, in not have grieved that. And you're not going to be able to accept that next thing. Listen. A debt that you have to grieve in order to move on to the next day. Listen, y'all, y'all took a minute, but y'all got in y'all bag. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all definitely got in y'all bag on that one. Cause I'm looking, look, I'm looking around for something to write with. Like I'm like, I'm like looking around, like she said, what? Let me back it up real quick. What'd she say now? So have you? I there was there's a preaching on that too. I don't know if you guys know who Michael Todd is. He oh yes. Yeah, relationship goals preaching about how like divorce is the worst worse than death because you have to live like especially you have kids like i have a kid with this man too that i divorced that are like it's worse than that because you never really get closure you never really can like fully like process because you have to face them all the time when you're with your kids you know so it really is it's like it's it's a death that you have to process and mm. move on and, you know Mm. Well, they're not really dead. Listen, y'all, 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 I'm proud of y'all right now. Like, I'm just like a proud father sitting back and I'm like, man, y'all done went in. Cause, cause this is the stuff I'll be talking, I'll be talking about, but it's like, you know, I, it's for me, it's sometimes it probably come off of like a broken record, but I think the way you just put it was literally how they, sh you, you needed to receive it. Like it is, and it's a trauma. So I, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of people inbox me on, 
TikTok and they ask me these questions. They send me these long inboxes. Y'all gonna get to y'all gonna get to that part when y'all y'all channel start to hit. Like y'all gonna see these people. No, seriously, they be like, you know, Clarissa. Um, you know, um, I was dating this guy in Europe and he had four balls and it, I'm telling you that it'd be, it'd be the craziest stories and situations. And they'd be like, and I, now I have a link. I'd be like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta hit that link. And that's going to take you to a page where you pay. And then I answer these questions and scenarios because literally they going to come at y'all. So with all these stories and I don't mind answering, you know, if they pay and, but it's crazy. Like, and it's, I feel like a, the biggest thing that always comes in is I was married. I was in a long-term relationship and I don't know what to do now. I don't know how to date time to change it. The, the whole thing has changed. I don't know the rules. There's no handbook. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I mean, like one girl, she, and I always tell people this, the first person you date out of a long-term relationship is going to be the absolute wrong person. That's, that's person me. Cause it, you literally like ain't rode a bike and like, 30 years right. and now you just about to get out here and go down a mountain. You're going to fall. Yep. Yep. So, and I always tell people that, and then look at a person's character and integrity without you in their life. Mm -hmm. Who are they without you? Watch how they move in the dark. When ain't nobody looking, who are they? Yeah. I think a lot of people just jump right in and they're not looking at the character of Terry, who that person is as a person. Yeah. They just like yeah, I've seen how many times have you heard like one of your people say, Oh, um he you know he he this, he that, he this, he that. And then when the relationship falter, it'd be like, he don't even take care of his other kids. He don't ever do this. He don't never I'm like, girl, he ain't do that before he got with you. So how did you know what I'm saying? Exactly. This is not a surprise. Yeah, this is not you're you're wasting my time, ma'am. <laughs> you're wasting my time. You this dude is trash. Right. He was trash and when so you met him. Just just throwing your type out the window because we're we want to check all these tick marks on our list of things and then throw it out the window. Clarissa, what's your type? Listen, no. Okay. So let me tell you though, cause I have a good story on that with the type. Okay. So one of my things was I wrote down who I wanted my partner to be. And I, I tried to throw all the physical aspects out and I tried to do as as much like on a personal level versus like, oh, I need him to be, you know, six foot, whatever, you know, I was like, okay, let me get like real deep down. And my brother-in-law, he like, was like, well, let me look at it. Cause I, I, you know, I came to him crying. I was like, look, I still can't find this person. I wrote down like the list of like what I need in a man and I still can't find it. And he literally was like reading this list. And he was like, this, these are things that you need to work on for yourself versus like what you need in a partner and it literally like blew my mind because it was like i want someone who likes to go to the gym or who likes to eat healthy and like who likes to go to church and like and he was like these are things that you need to work on for you that you can't like you can't be looking and you know for a partner to like help you complete that you know and it's like i think we kind of confuse like our type and like 
you know, when we, when we do want to write down like how we want a partner to be, like it needs to be like someone who's honest or someone, you know, who can like effectively communicate like the top three that we talked about, you know, like versus like, oh, he needs to be, you know, this, this type and he needs to go to the gym and he needs to do this because like, you're never going to find that. And most of the time it's just things that you're lacking that you want to find in somebody else to like justify that you're a complete person. Look, y'all in y'all bag right now. Cause I'm telling you, like, (laughs) like I'm telling you, woo, that's the truth. It really is. That's the truth, man. That's the truth. Look, look, now look, I ain't want to take up too much of your time. We actually didn't hit our limit on time already. So I just want to, I appreciate y'all coming on. We did have some technical difficulties, but I think we ended up with a pretty good show. Um, Hey, I want to give each one of you guys the opportunity to tell the people where they can reach you, where they can contact you and listen and view your content. You can find us on BTTS podcast. That's our YouTube. Just search us up. Um, we're on TikTok, same name, BTTS Podcast. That's what what do the BTTS stand for, man? You Between the Sheets. Oh, y'all, y'all swingers. Okay. Oh. That's why I knew oh. I, it was it was something. I knew it was something. Oh. Wait, are they swingers? Absolutely not. <laughs> Between... no, we are not. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Clarissa. <laughs> go ahead. So I am on TikTok and Instagram. It's Clary underscore Timus, C-L-A-R-I underscore Timus. You can find me on there. That's what's up. That's what's up. This is the first off of my opinion podcast. I appreciate you guys for listening tonight, man. uh, We will get with you next week. I want to thank y'all again for joining us and we out. Peace. Night.